0: With us Yes, good. Is you listening to episode ten of the Weekly Assassin Valhalla podcast, the Assassins Cast that goes live every week on a Saturday? We're live recording it a little later, and that's because of the Ubisoft or after Xbox event. There are so many events this summer that I, I'm kind of losing track. Uh, Jordan. But uh, (laughs) yeah, glad that you're listening uh, to us. My name is Jordan Joraptor, and as always with me is Jordan from It's Jordan Does. How are you? For the video uh, viewers, uh, yeah, you see that uh, Jordan got like a cool upgraded background going on. The Viking horn helmet, he says it's a myth, but he he has proof that it indeed exists.
1: Yes, no. There's still there is horned helmets, but they're not historically accurate. And also for our audio listeners, there's also I don't know if you can hear it, but there's a better microphone that's Ooh. transferring my voice into your ears or cars or wherever you're listening to this from. So
0: people are like hopefully. for the first time, oh, this is this that guy. No, no, no. Yeah, this is his <laughs> this is my
1: real voice now. Yeah, yeah, so we'll yeah. definitely see if the ratings go up or down after this point and determine otherwise you have to switch back. To come back. <laughs> yeah. It's it's really easy. I just gotta flip this down and we're good.
0: Cool, cool. So yeah, uh, let's do the intro here, yeah. before we got a like a jam-packed show. Um, maybe I'll also notice that there were was not any Falhola content on the channel this week. And it kinda has to do with the news that we will talk about. We will of course go over the Ubisoft financials as well that happened on Wednesday, some interesting details regarding that. And then we also have that Odyssey armor set that uh, last week out of nowhere was revealed. We got some stats thanks to some uh, smart people over at uh, It's Jordan Does Discord. And uh, then we might still have some time for questions uh, and then we do a prediction that we both have not filled in yet, Jordan. So that's going to be interesting <laughs> to see if we can come up with some interesting things. <laughs> Ooh, Matt Busted in the chat, by better. the way, said that he can hear the mic upgrade, Jordan. So, take awesome. Thank you to the bank. Okay, let's do the, the intro before we uh, get into it. Uh, it goes live every Saturday uh, on your favorite podcast services, iTunes, um, SoundCloud. You can download it there. And also on Spotify, that's where I personally listen to the uh, podcast that I listen to. If you want to support the podcast, that would be greatly appreciated. Uh, Then you can head over to my YouTube channel, uh, uh, Joraptor, and hit the join button next to the subscribe button. If you become a member for $2 per month, you get access to the video version the moment the podcast goes live as an audio version on Saturday. And also with the exclusive post show, because we live record it every Thursday. Now, Friday, normally Thursday, and then at the end of the show, we uh, interact with everyone in the Twitch chat. So, yeah, if you want to have that as well, then you can head over to the YouTube channel. I want to thank Max Duxbury, Kit Coco, Aiden Pierce from Watch Dogs, I think, Luno Fragnard, the uh, German YouTuber, uh, Michael Kosny, uh, DM Harold, II Spyro, Ewan, Jimmy, Payden, and Michelle. For becoming a Veloci Raptor member. And if you want to go the extra mile, then you can also become a member for $5 per month. Thanks to Hugo for that. And then you get early access to the podcast on Thursday instead of Saturday. So, right after we do the live recording on twitch.tv yourraptor. If you cannot support us, no big deal. Would be awesome if you could leave a, uh, a rating though on your podcast service that you use. So, Jordan, I had a revelation. I'm not an Apple user, but nope. um, I've been, like, for nine episodes shouting out iTunes, pushing everyone to an ancient service that nobody uses anymore. No, we, we still got a good rating there. But turns out I was at a birthday party. Um, someone showed social distancing. We, we totally did that. It was a was small, <laughs> small family party. Someone said, yes. hey, you have a podcast. Where can I listen to it? Grab the iPhone went to Apple Podcasts. And I was like, what the heck is Apple Podcasts? I've been yelling about iTunes back in the day. That was the place to be. Turns out we actually got yeah some love on Apple Podcasts already. Um, there is a website now that kind of collects everything. So I want to go over some recent reviews we had that we did not touch on while, yeah, I, I, I first only looked at iTunes. So, Jordan... Uh, hey, it's Okay. Okay. I,
1: I should have known this. I use Apple podcasts a lot. And so oh. I've heard you for nine episodes. So I'll take a little <laughs> bit of the blame. I should have <laughs> like caught it, but I'm also stuck kind of like you in the world of iTunes. So I totally okay. get it.
0: Totally I mean, I, I, I like bought an iPad and then I lost my code. So then I had to like plug it into iTunes and I'm like, I don't even, what, what when does a person use iTunes? Like, that is not something people it's, do anymore.
1: It's Apple Music now. Music yeah. app. But I still have to app. download
0: iTunes. It's weird. Apple is weird. Interesting. Buy Android. Um, I think
1: it's PC. But anyways, go ahead. Yeah,
0: you're right. You're you're right. Yeah, and, and you cannot, like, uh, charge your iPad on PC only on Apple products. That's also, like, damn it. Uh, <laughs> either way, we got, like, Love the Jordans from uh, Mondo Man. I'm so glad you guys decided to talk about AC Valhalla this way. You guys are my two favorite content creator for AC games, so keep up the great work. Well, we got that in the pocket, uh, man. Um, good quality. And this was already before your pre- with your previous microphone, so I think it's now like even better quality. Says Eddie, really like it and keep going. Well, we have something to announce. We will keep going. So uh, that's what we're going to do.
1: <laughs> We've been signed for at least two more weeks of
0: content. We'll see. We have one more uh, and we will likely do the ones that we missed. I don't want to like re- read a ton of iTunes reviews this whole episode. We got one more from CJC94. I'm really loving your podcast. I'm a member on your YouTube and Twitch. I just have one question. How many games will be online only? Jordan, do you know from at, from the top of your head right now, how many games of all the games will be online only? Of your <laughs> games know. or of all games of all time? <laughs> um, okay, let's keep I it to say... Assassin's Creed then. We're an <laughs> Assassin's Creed podcast.
1: And I don't think you reviewed, I think the last game I remember you reviewing that was online was Apex Legends when it came out.
0: Did I review that? The live stream. Well not streamed. it I did did, like make videos on Ghost Recon Breakpoint and that was kinda like where people were like kinda worried after because Wildlands had an offline mode where people were like, Hey, you're now like making an online only game while I wanna just play offline like Wildlands so people were kind of worried, like I totally get, I'm, I'm just making a joke CJ, but I totally get where people are coming from with, um, with the fact that it's Ubisoft turning everything in online only. But I don't think that, I think Valhalla and Watch Dogs Legion can both be played offline unless they still have something uh, to announce. But I don't think that will be the case. They will just push you to online with Sargon and the Viking, uh, Jones Vikings that you can create and stuff like that. And Watch Dogs Legion has an online mode as well and that should be cool like with creating your own character or like recruiting every character i think online could be cool but yeah it's not a watch Dogs podcast no we're here to talk about assassin's creed and oh man oh man jordan did we pick the right week to talk about assassin's creed actually like i said i had i have many plans for valhalla videos i will get to them for sure um but i i wasn't feeling it this week we got like a ton of news about ubisoft this week that it's kind of like, yeah, okay,, I, is there, I, no. it, sorry, it's like one thing after another, like
1: to a degree, mm-hmm. we get like this podcast is meant to be about talking about the game, and it kind of promotes the game in a sense because we're talking about the mechanics and all the things we're excited for and what we're looking forward to to playing and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, but every it seems like Ubisoft just keeps kind of shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah. Uh, in terms of this launch for this game, and it's kind of unfortunate. Yeah.
0: it's kind of like indirect. Like apart from the Ashraf topic that we already discussed before, it's kind of indirect. It's like more really focused on Ubisoft as a working culture. Like it has been really, really poorly managed. Um, there's a lot of harassment. Um, one guy's search is like the he was like the the head over there. So for people who don't know, Ubisoft has a creative team. Of people that before Breakpoints had even more power. So they really would be like, okay, we have, for example, we, in Odyssey, you had to discover the ed- exploration modes and the uh, uh, guided modes, right? Then you mm-hmm. saw it in Breakpoint as well. And every game get got the same features. And the RPG elements are, of course, like a, an even bigger uh, thing of like the. There was like one team who implanted the same ideas in every game and now they're like really tool- tooling it back because of course Breakpoint was this massive failure so now they want to be like okay we cannot make every game the same so they already tooled that back but still this editorial team is mostly in charge like this search guy could like greenlight a game, cancel a cancel game if he did not like it, if he, if he thought that it would not be of good value. Now we're here, and we will be re- referencing a Bloomberg article that Jason Schreier, who was first at Kotaku, made. Um, and he kind of goes, like, we we already had, like, a ton of, like, allegations against Ubisoft employees. Uh, most of them are not working at the company, luckily, anymore. And Jason Schreier now came out uh, a few days ago actually collecting way more evidence of people speaking out about their experience working at ubisoft and how search would at like a meeting for a new game everyone so, like there, there would really be internally at ubisoft the word search meeting like that, that would be like a thing you work towards too and he would be like banging his head against the table because or like because he was bored like s- s- disrespectful things like that it goes even further like with sexual things and stuff like that again I, I recommend you read the article to get a better understanding of what is going on. What we want to focus on here more, Jordan, or do you want to say something about this first? You read the article. Um,
1: right? Yeah, I did read the article. It's just, um, yeah, it, it, it's just really upsetting that like, <laughs> yeah. uh, that it impacted. I mean, were you going to lead into the fact of like how it impacted Assassin's Creed? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I first, characters?
0: wanted to have okay. more uh, like my like the working culture and then how it might've impacted the games as well.
1: Yeah. It's just, I, I guess the one thing I'll say on this is yet again, um, like people need to just in these positions of power, need to really reevaluate their, who they are and what's important to them and how they're treating everyone around them. And if yeah. you're one of those people, take a second, think about your actions before you do anything.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure. Like I said, yeah, luckily, search the like Jason here on Twitter notes, the most powerful creative force at their company and the man at the center of multiple recent allegations involving abuse and uh, abetting abusers is resigning. And that's also like still sort of a, a bad taste in your mouth, right? They're not like uh, like punishing him directly. He's just leaving. So maybe you got like some money as well on the way out. Like that stuff is like that sucks, man. And there are like other people as well who are also resigning the head of HR, the head of the Canadian studios. Like they kind of let these things happen. They likely knew about this stuff, but let it happen. Well,
1: and how many creative people got missed out? Like, how many other games potentially? I'm not trying to like dispel rumors, but if they're stifling and it was, they were kind of like this funnel or this, um, this point where you can't get past the any creative thing can't get past these guys like how many creative games have we missed out on or different types of assassin's creed games or Mm -hmm. or things like that that we missed because these guys thought that they knew better than everyone else around them and that's not to discredit anyone's experience but at the same time just because you are experienced doesn't mean you shut out everyone else except you Yeah, but they
0: they got the power because that was like the the working structure there and they're like finally changing that. I will talk a little bit more about what what is likely now going to happen, but that is kind of, it's all changing luckily. There are still some things like, um, for example, we had the big Ubisoft Forward livestream and before that show, Ubisoft posted this. Ubisoft Forward comes during a time of a big internal change because all the content has been pre-recorded. We wanted to recognize that the issues we were currently dealing with won't be addressed directly in the show. We will we still have significant work to do and are committed to do to this process. We will provide more updates soon. So, they had the big show. They made a statement before that on Twitter. And for some reason that show that was already in the ether or something. Like, we're not, like, making a freaking TV show. This could have been... This message, or, like, any message, could have been the front and center in the show. There was even, like, a wait screen. There was a freaking timing, counting down screen where they could have said, yeah, we're, we're trying to be better, blah, blah, blah. But no, they they really decided to have their Ubisoft Ford event focus on just the games. Uh, and, yeah, that, that would have been, like, a nice gesture as well. So... Yeah,
1: and obviously like there there's allegations out there that still need to be investigated but i there's a, so many that like you have to kind of uh my heart i guess if i were to kind of do anything goes out to any like the female workers there who are trying to um make a career like a lot of people are just trying to start their careers in the gaming industry and if guys like this are standing in the way and stopping and spoiling that for those people it's really unfortunate for them yeah i'm sorry that that
0: happened really hope uh that changes so how this also impacted assassin's creed um in a way is like according to jason he of course collected some sources we don't know the full story but there were already some people like coming out or actually the voice actress of um evie from syndicate already talked like finally the sexism in this company is getting exposed like they are really dealing with this, like, it's it's serious stuff. So, for example, for Syndicate, they um, had, like, an early outline of the script, gave equal screen time to twin protagonists, Jacob and Evie. Uh, and Evie, according to three people who worked on the project, in the end, Jacob, as we know, dominated the game. So, yeah, they were likely, hey, we want to do this dual thing with both characters getting, getting more stream time, and then... Yeah, people like from the creative team and the marketing team were like, no, we want to focus on the male character. Then it continues. Uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, released in 2017, my favorite Assassin's Creed game, was originally going to injure or kill off its main hero, Bayek, early in the story and give the player control of his wife, Aya, according to two people who worked on it. But Aya's role gradually shrank over the course of development and Bayek became the leading figure. So that's always like... We, we, in the end, like, Aya, I mean, that's the, is the more important character looking at everything, but we only, like, really get the player at the end of the game, and in some, like, of the naval missions, but there was likely way more of that going on um before they really decided to yep. yeah, stick with Bayek.
1: And, like, I see a lot of people saying, like, well, Bayek was a fantastic character. Like, well, yeah, Bayek was a great character, but we don't know what we would have the game we would have experienced had the original vision. Like I, that's, what's kind of concerning to me. And I think it kind of reflects in these latest Assassin's Creed games to a degree is why a lot of people, myself included, are a little disappointed sometimes in the storylines is that it, it feels like there's something being forced on you. I'm not trying to like pull something out of nowhere, but like, if there's that and this is something we've always kind of suspected about these assassin's creed games, is that someone that there was this group of guys who are kind of forcing their will upon these storylines and these characters and if if um, modern day television has taught us anything when producers really stifle creatives uh you don't really get the best uh product out of it and what's amazing to me is that Origin still is as good as it was, even with all of yeah, this, so that's agree. like a good silver lining, mm-hmm.
0: but yeah, so that that's interesting, like I, it, it could have gone like either way, like it's, it's a pretty bold move, like I think what we, or obviously it's kind of different, but what we saw with The Last of Us where they killed off like, spoiler for the first two hours of The Last of Us, they kill off Joel, <laughs> Joel's dad's and they did not communicate this. So everyone going in thought, okay, I'm going to play as Ellie, but I will be with Joel the whole way. And then they kill him off in the first two hours. That was, like, one of the big, like, why everyone's kind of hating this game. And that that is kind of what they wanted to do as well with Assassin's Creed. Only for a character that we just met, which is kind of different, obviously. But I can see why that's kind of risky. But it would have been like that either way like i'm not saying that it's... it's just more the, the whole story promise like if it were like two girls and, and and they would kill like the the character you start with at the start and then you it's not about the gender it's more like that would have been interesting to see like a, a, one character in the marketing everywhere and then you play and then wait i'm not not actually this character the whole game um that's actually what the it or like did it as well. honestly
1: if you wanted like to be what came up for me is if you want to have this like scratch two sides or what i don't know what that means but (laughs) (laughs) like if you want to solve two situations where you're like i want an assassin's creed game and i want players to play as male or female like the idea that you can swap between like bayek or aya and like feature them both equally in the marketing from the start and like you can play as either one whenever you want but they're like kind of combined together in a way and they're moving through the story together and you're almost kind of developing two characters I feel like that that would be like a really fun solution yeah. to having it's that it's kind of
0: what Syndicate kind of did uh, in yeah
1: exactly so, but that game was a little rough around the edges <laughs> yeah. To it, there.
0: I mean some people would argue that it's one of their favorites it's always what it says, that's always fun about the series Everyone has their own yeah. favorites, but I agree. But I think like it, it sucks that because the reason that that is implied why they did not do this cool thing is because they wanted a male lead. They they did not want to um, like have a car a male male character die off, and then the rest of the game you play as a female. Like that that, that that's not the the good the good reason why you should not like uh, yeah. That, that, that's not something you should say to the creative people who had, like, maybe this cool idea. I, I could see it both ways. Like, it, that is, that is like, a cool thing you do maybe after Valhalla. Like, if the next game after Valhalla does something like this, and it already has this blueprint of what Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla made, then, because Origins already was this very important game, Syndicate was an all-time low for the series. They had to do something big. I'm not saying that then going for the mill... Character was like the way to go, but yeah looking at the previous games Maybe for them it was more like the safe option Um, But then we went to to odyssey Um, And what was actually interesting about that is that the team originally uh, Originally proposed making the sister the only playable character according to four people who worked on the game Until they were told that wasn't an option the final project gives players a choice between the two characters. And that's already like, overall, what Odyssey did was already like a huge step forward. Like I would imagine that if what Jason is reporting is really true and the, the marketing and the creative people were like, or like the, the, the sort of editorial team was like, no, we need to have a male character, otherwise the game won't sell. To have, to, to be able to have two characters that you can play as at the start of the game and then you stick to that character. Must have been something they really had to fight for, I guess. So I'm I'm glad that they actually made it work. But that's like weird that they had to fight for that, right? That that, that that's yeah, like
1: yeah, it goes back to like stifling creativity. Like I'm glad that some people in Odyssey tried to stand up for that because I think that's one of the biggest criticisms coming out of fans from Assassin's Creed that I see a lot is like this whole. Choice between male or female, and they they want just a really solid, well written character, whether they're female or male or not, and to kind of uh, pull into that. And so I I kind of agree with them now, especially like like it seems like they're almost using these last two games, Odyssey and Valhalla, as like their own weird um, experiment. To be like, see, like, look, they only like male characters. It's like, well, you're marketing the male character and saying, and you can choose a female character and you can. And it's like, I feel like they're using that as data instead of being like, do you have a good character in the first place? Like it, people aren't pressuring you because they just want a female character and that's it. They like, people just want really engaging, immersive characters to play in. Yeah while they're moving through your beautiful worlds and like that's it and it and if you're gonna just kind of suffocate that a little bit and play these little weird like games like that it's going to impact the finances of your video games it will eventually yeah so and it's happening
0: yeah and i think that that's interesting like mostly people when like looking at the two playable characters they're like yeah, why did you do that? Why not make one character? Well, the creative team wanted to make the female character, but they could not only make the female character, so they had to do the male as well. And that then they were they were kind of forced this way, but they could likely pick the male character because I should like read a little bit more actually of the story here. Um So, all the directives came from Ubisoft's marketing department or Hasquith, and that's the uh, search guy I t- I talked about earlier. Both of whom suggested female protagonists would not sell, the developers say. So that was when, hey, we got Cassandra, we want this to be the main lead. Hey, we got Aya, we want to have her be like the face of this game. No, you cannot do that. Females won't sell. And then Jason notes Horizon Zero Dawn, that sold more than 10 million copies. Tomb Raider, of course, a good example, although the older Tomb Ra- like the newer Tomb Raider games, did not really sell that well. Uh, like, did not really hit the uh, expectation mark, but we, like I said, we just had The Last of Us, like, you only play female characters in The Last of Us, sold extremely well, so it's kind of like, they're, like, kind of afraid to try it, but at one point, like, they have to bite the bullet, because I totally think what you said, If if they can make, then, one cool character that doesn't need to have a male counterpart, then it will likely be better for the game, so the game will be better, so it should sell more than Yeah,
1: it's just an upside down thinking in my mind, not from like, like it only any other perspective that except from the very fact of like your whole goal. Yes. Should be to it's sad, but their goal is to make money. But at the same time, you make more money when you make more engaging and immersive video games that people love to play. Mm -hmm. And if you're more concerned about the genders of the characters instead of if the characters themselves are actually good and engaging then you're going to impact your finances eventually and that's kind yeah. of what we're seeing here and to be honest with you like think about how much more work they had to do on these games to get the voice actors for both genders and and have everyone animate and mocap and all this stuff for both characters and all the decision trees cuz you have to make sure like Oh well the male character has to respond armor. this way. But, or yeah, or this f- and the armor. Like there's just so much more that goes into it when if they would have spent that time on like letting the creative directors and uh creative leads just invest into single characters. Like unless you're something like Skyrim or something and you've put years and years and years into a very well-developed custom creator system like or even cyberpunk where like part of customization and gender is part of the whole deal then i say like that makes sense to toggle between it but for like a assassin's creed as much as it is an rpg game it's still a story-based rpg yeah kind of like red dead where you're kind of still playing within these bumpers and yeah i just think it was a, a, a lot of um pointlessness yeah yeah
0: for sure uh, i and and again like the the people kind of responsible for this seem to be gone now uh so you have to wait and see what the changes were like the most recent example of kind of this was and we uh, f- yeah kind of talked about this on the podcast as well where is female a for the game was revealed i got 20 images and none of them included female avor and if you then look at that and hear this or read this article, you see the connections. To be fair, they did come back at Ubisoft Ford. I got all the same assets of male Avor now in a female Eivor version. But then you're still like, why? Is, is the first impression that important that they wanted to go for male first? Or did, did they hear the feedback? Like, they must have known that they should have put them both uh, as a viable... Uh, in front of the the consumer, but they chose to only go for male Avor. Um, well, yeah. One thing I'd like
1: to also bring up is like, so we asked for our Assassin's Creed questions for this podcast. We ask you guys who you're gonna play, male or female Avor, and I feel like this is what they're looking for, right? And so of there's been over a hundred or more of you who've asked questions, so thank you for that. But of you have said that you want to play male Eivor while like 19%. And And here's what I'm getting at when I say this is that that's the first marketing touch that you had with the game was that character. So of course you're going to be bonded to the very first character that you're kind of being showcased to you. And I think Ubisoft's taking, or at least they used to, these people, they're taking that information and going, see, look, the like eighty one percent of players are gonna play Male for Yeah, while, like with Odyssey, Melee
0: it parts. was one third of the people played Cassandra and two thirds played Alexios.
1: Yeah, and so, I mean that one too. If when I remember all the ads, there were no cinematic good cinematic trailers. I don't think were there any.
0: No, no. O- Odyssey, Odyssey was the one who did not have any cinematic trailers. Yeah, just and live so
1: action. I- I remember being on the couch watching Odyssey ads come up, and it's it's Alexios in them. Yeah, like it, it, Alexios had way more of a forefront, even though Cassandra was the canon character in terms of like um, the because the type of players that Odyssey was starting to attract was very new Ubisoft or very new Assassin's Creed fans. And so if their first touch point is with a male character, every time in marketing, they're going to pick a male I character mean, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, no, they're no. not doing anything wrong. It's just, they're self-fulfilling their prophecy. Like, see, everyone wants to play a male yeah, character. Yeah. yeah. You're like, yeah you're
0: marketing yeah, yeah. Yeah. And w- the, the real question would be to those people who pick Mill a So Let's say Mill Eivor is not going to be in the game. Would you then skip the game? That's the big question. And I think most of the people would say no. I would still buy it. I still want to play the game. I don't care. If I get the choice, I pick the male, male character. But if I can only play the female character. And that's what we saw with Horizon. That's what we saw with The Last of Us. That's what we saw with Tomb Raider. If the game is good, I don't care. Like, I don't think for most people. Sure, you got like some people you would think. But... Most people would still be like... "Uh, Like, sure, I, w- I would play the male character then. And I totally think they they should just bite the bullet. And they did it at one point. But that was a FIDA game. Uh, the game arrived on a dead platform. Like, sure, nobody's gonna buy it. They did the spin-off game in China. And, and The Chronicles game. Um, Like, sure, that that's like smaller things. Sure, those games did not sell. Was it because of the female protagonist? Likely not. But, yeah, you can point at that as well. And... I don't know, man. I really hope that they take this feedback to heart and that if the newest Creed is in development, likely. I actually want to talk about that a little later because, Jordan, what if we get a new one next year? I'm, like, starting to feel like that might be the case, actually. Either way, um, what if they are, like, in development and now see this and, like, see, we want to just go for this one female character. Just let us do it. And hopefully now that, I mean, obviously... Most of the editorial team is still in place. They are hiring some people from like the outside and also from inside the company, hopefully with different perspectives, different backgrounds. Yves Guillemot, the CEO, also want to look way more into the creative side. Well, first, he kind of let Search, the guy we mentioned a couple of times, do that. So hopefully they they really come true and have a female lead because that would be a strong way of telling we were wrong. Screw it, we, 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 we agree, this should be possible, let's make a cool game with one character that is a female character. And everyone will be fine with it, I really think that if it's a cool setting, if the game is good, it will still sell super well. But yeah, we don't know, we don't know. And yeah, that that's kind of where they're holding on to with, with the stats that they do have, that point in one direction. While it's hard to say, it's really hard to say, they, they just have to do it. and. There are there's so many proof of games with female leads. Like, it should not be a discussion anymore in 2020. If It well, should just be, what character do you guys want to make? Let's go for it. If you look at, like,
1: Ghost of Tsushima, Red Dead Redemption 2, I'm just naming games that, like, off the top of the last of us, like, what they all have in common isn't, like, I guess besides Red Dead Redemption and uh-huh. Ghost of Tsushima, isn't the gender of the male character, but it's, like, the the immersion of the character. It's the quality of the character. And so uh, it sounds like Ubisoft has been spending too much creative energy on surface things instead of like what is actually like Mm -hmm. at the core of the character. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who work at Ubisoft who want to implement those things. It just sounds like people in leadership there have really prevented or uh, like um, put a lot of obstacles in the way of being able to, Achieve that for some of these creators, which is unfortunate.
0: Yes, so uh, that will be very interesting to follow. Um, I, I, I'm like even like without the whole thing. I totally think that they should now just make like a female lead. Like, go back to that one character again. I personally, as a player, like the choice. I'm really going in open minded. I went with into Valhalla open minded as well. I was lucky enough to play with both characters, and that's also really cool. And I think that that the ability to switch. Uh, between male and female Avor on the fly will maybe really help let people play more as the female because you were locked in with Alexios where you chose him at the beginning. Um, and now you can switch. And maybe then more people will be like, wait, it doesn't... It, if they were, like, in doubt, it doesn't matter. Like, just switch around. Um, I actually think... I, I'm going female Avor now. I, I like her character way more than um, than male Avor, what I saw. But... Um, yeah, I, I, I will. I mean, you can switch at any point, so uh, maybe that, that helps as well. To uh, yeah, they, they at least do not have the stats anymore, Jordan, where they were like, hey, people picked one way or the other because you can like pick <laughs> at any point. Okay, so I want to go to the uh, CEO one more time, Yves Malkin, because one more thing like about the allegations, you would think a CEO either knows about this and was just keeping it a secret. He was like, business is going well. These people are doing well for the company. Yeah, I heard here and there that they're like misbehaving in extreme ways. But yeah, we're, we're continuing. That could be one example. The other one could be, um, he really did not know. So that he was like kind of left in the dark. And that's kind of what he is assuming right now. So um, let me see where I got this uh, quote actually. Because... Um let me see if I got it like somewhere. Oh, here. Response to Oh damn. Either way, basically what he said was Um The uh they they misused the trust I put in them, and then he was talking about search and guys like that. And that he's still like so he basically says that he was not aware that he did not know that this was going on and is now doing everything in his power to make sure that things are doing going well again hard to say if it's true that would also be bad if you did not know that stuff like this was happening in your company um i i find it hard to believe so that's kind of like that's my main thing it's like come on eve are you now like lying to everyone are you now like keeping the like Make, uh, protecting the business over the people work working at your company like that that's pretty low man um yeah,
1: yeah. I, I mean he's he's trying to preserve like they're they're approaching a very interesting financial quarter here in november <laughs> yeah uh, like this is um potentially gonna hurt the launch of valhalla we don't know yet um cyberpunk might do that cyberpunk might not do that so they're they're entering a very unknown realm and so he's going to play the whole um political not political but like the um, the pacifist kind of like i don't know like let's just he's just trying to do whatever the pr firm tells him to do so that they can dampen it it, which is unfortunate
0: yeah that that's what i did with the ubisoft (laughs) 4 defense as well not not like even addressing it um Mm So what he said, thank you for your question. In fact, each time we've been made aware of this conduct, we have made actually tough decisions and we made sure those decisions had a clear and positive impact. So that's very important. It has now become clear that certain individuals betrayed the trust I placed in them and uh, unintellectually Ubisoft's shared values. So. One thing,
1: too, to kind of – I'm not going to defend him because I don't know. we Let's just be clear. We don't know no, no, his sure. involvement. So we can't cast It's judgment, just that he is but, a
0: CEO and stuff like this went down in his company. So you would think that he is at least yeah. aware of it.
1: I mean, it could be really hard because that type of behavior promotes um, silence. Like, it took this long. It's been decades. It's been a decade, and like, there's a culture of like keeping it hush or people silencing mm. themselves. And so, he could be like blissfully ignorant to what's going on because he's in, I think he's in Paris, and a lot of stuff was happening in Montreal. So, like, there he could have some separation. There's a lot of employees who work for that company, but at the 18, same
0: time, like, I, I recently you learned geez you know. should definitely
1: at a minimum reevaluate how they hire leaders in that company and who they put into leadership roles uh, at a minimum.
0: Yeah. So one one more thing he said, so I never compromised on my core values and ethics and never will. I will continue to run and transform Ubisoft to face today's and tomorrow's challenges. Hopefully, uh, yeah, he can uh, like uh, work things out. And he's speaking the truth. That that would be, uh, that would be good. So let's switch gears a little bit because during the uh, financial report we also got some interesting details. Uh, one thing, Jordan, I, I'm not sure if you thought that. Assassin's Creed was moving away from being an RPG. <laughs>
1: uh, I don't think it was
0: moving away from no, an RPG. No, not going to happen, man. Not going to. <laughs> so. Assassin's Creed had a more than 60 year-on-year increase in franchises and net bookings. So, that was compared to last year, uh, April to June. So, last year, April to June, Odyssey was still going strong. We had DLCs, Uh, Atlantis came in June, actually. So, a lot of people were still playing, we were making content, good old time. Um, It was last year, right? Or am I now? Yeah. Damn, time flies. (laughs) Yeah, it was last year. Okay. Um And even when there's no content for Odyssey, Odyssey did bit better this quarter. That's insane, right? That's all because of the lockdown and stuff like that. So people were like, hey, I got all this time on my hand. Let's play Odyssey, that huge RPG that I did not get the time for the first time around. So they're seeing increase, Um actually... Um, PRI, so the microtransactions money they earn, eight times higher for Odyssey than in Q1 Origins last year. So more, and that's kind of a weird uh, comparison. So what they're basically saying is that from April to um, June of this year, they earned eight times as much money from the Helix credits compared to Origins last year, April to June. But yeah, Origins was dead in the water during that time. And so, yeah. So they're basically like Origins Odyssey in the same period in its life cycle is doing eight times, making eight times more money for them than Origins was at the same point after launch. If that makes sense. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. it's going well, very well. Uh, they said uh, Valhalla gameplay g- reveals strong reception. 500 influencers, media pl- playing the game for more than three hours. We are confident uh, it will be one of the strong performance at the end of the year. So they're really confident. They they they're really like okay, Cyberpunk, come uh, come at us, please. We learned that a new Ubisoft forward event will happen in September. So we had one uh, a few weeks ago. And now the next one will already happen in September. So that's actually two months after this one. That's pretty soon. And uh, we will totally see Gods and monsters, for example, there, you would think then, right? Because that was weirdly missing from this show.
1: What's strange to me is how like they had a, a launch date for this last January.
0: <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's still February, like, it's it was yeah, it's still. I mean, they're taking yeah. the time. Like, I saw what the extra time can yeah. do to a game like Watch Dogs Legion. It's a completely different game. It's way better now than what they wanted to release at the start of this year. So, that's, like, really, like, applaud- applauding them for taking spending the extra money to make sure that these games, like, can be strong games. Um, but, yeah, they're still saying we have three games at the end of the year. Valhalla, Watch Dogs, and another game. And two games at the start of the next year, Far Cry and another game. And those other games can either be Gods and Monsters or Rainbow Six Quarantine. And they're still saying that one of the early 2021 games can be delayed to the, yeah, to after uh, March 2021. So after their financial year. So it could be that Far Cry or. Let's say Rainbow Six Quarantine. I think we haven't really heard anything about that. We we saw more of Gods and Monsters. Let's say Gods and Monsters still this year. Rainbow Six Quarantine early 2021. Far Cry or Rainbow Six might still be delayed. Uh, we just mm-hmm. Uh Okay. Um, also interesting then. What I wanted to talk about. Is that they expect. Let's see. They want to launch four to or three to four triple a games including skull and bones so that pirate game right that uh, naval only game um, was supposed to come out between uh or actually it was supposed to come out in 2018 i think it's really like shifting gears a recent rumor is suggesting that it's more like sea of thieves makes sense um so they want to launch that between april 2021 and march 2022 and three other games. Any guesses? Probably an Assassin's Creed game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 20 I'm kind of like running out of options because the big like they still have Beyond Good and Evil 2. I think Beyond Good and Evil 2 will be one of those games. Um they mm-hmm. still have like this Avatar game with the blue people uh from uh, James Cameron. The movie actually mm-hmm. got delayed to end of 2022. So do they really want to launch the game already when the movie is not out yet? Doesn't make sense. So I think that game is being delayed. So then we at least got two other games, and Division is not possible. Splinter Cell maybe, but I don't know, man. We, we haven't heard anything or, about it. I mean,
1: are did they confirm that it's like a franchise we're already familiar with, or no, are they no, trying just... to
0: kick off? just three to four but you would think like what your ubisoft normally does is some safe bets and some uh crazy new ip and Skull and bones is already they invested so much money into that that's already a crazy new ip i would argue beyond good and evil 2 hype is high along like the hardcore people but that's also not like a safe bet like the first one actually sold pretty poorly so then you would think okay they need some something to offset that, right? Mm-hmm. So what else can it be? Watch Dogs already out. Uh, I don't see them like launching that. Far Cry already out. Division too soon. Ghost Recon too soon. Assassin's Creed is left, man. They can do it. They are going to do it. I don't know who's making it. I'm out of options. I mean,
1: they've are. There's already a lot of. I've seen certain people and ubisoft employees saying they're working on the i mean they're always working on the, the next, next Assassin's yeah. Creed. like yeah, right sure. now they are traveling they probably already know the location oh for and sure
0: everything yeah. if they want to and launch next year will- for sure like um uh, but i'm like curious who's making it it's not quebec so it's not the odyssey team
1: oh man I don't see them launching next year. No, I me don't too. See but I
0: think... I'm like, who, what other, what are these other games? They, they want to have I mean... a growth. They want every year to have a growth. And this year is insane. This year they launched three of what their is... biggest franchises and a free-to-play Battle Royale. Uh, just dance. Like, they're launching so many things and they want next year it's to somehow smart. be better. I mean... I, I'm just
1: a crazy person here who doesn't know very much, but would they, would they sell like, I mean, it considers like a DLC, but like because they're trying to break into the RPG thing. Do you think you could see them selling a full-priced expansion to Valhalla or something like that? Like mm. uh, that sounds way out of like what they would do, but at the same time, like that—that's that that's I cool. have, They have an ambitious post-launch content, yeah, uh, a- schedule for it.
0: That, that, that's going back to my prediction with, like, becoming a platform, right? Where every year, instead of, like, having this new game, you just get an add-on, like, a, a new setting for Assassin's Creed, right? And but there's... That, that's not yeah, going to happen I mean, now, but no. that could be something later down the line. But remember, nobody saw Odyssey coming. Nobody. After Origins, everyone was like, okay, so we had to, one year between Syndicate to Origins, and then Origins to, um, to uh, Odyssey was one year. So everyone was like, I made a video in April. I'm still pretty proud of that prediction. I was saying, a Screed is coming this year. I'm, I'm, uh, same as this. They want to launch three, four A games. All their, their shots are already fired. What do they have left? The only franchise they oh. can launch so close to each other is Sass Creed. And look at Origins and Odyssey. Odyssey did even better than Origins. It launched one year after Origins. It did not matter. So but they, they can they've do been it again.
1: Doing this, this toggle system between Quebec and Montreal. So like if Quebec has been, unless Quebec has been secretly building another yeah, Assassin's Creed mm,
0: this whole time, but they also have gods and monsters. Yeah, and like, they're working on Valhalla so that, as well. They're helping with Valhalla what? as well.
1: What studio did they bring in to do this Assassin's Creed? Another
0: Montreal, like a new team maybe, a new Montreal team. Toronto is actually like we're doing Watch Dogs and Far Cry now. So they already got like two big games as well. But what is really like going on with Ubisoft now instead of like, sure you have one lead team, but everyone is in on the new game. Like Ubisoft Toronto might be leading Far Cry But there is a team in Montreal working on it as well and name a random country and they likely have a studio there working on those games too. So it's way more than just one studio working on those games and I agree. I think with like 15 studios on Valhalla, do they have 15 other studios like, or the same studios or teams inside those studios? I don't know man and I think already what we're seeing with Valhalla that people are like this looks way too much like Odyssey after having played it. We talked about it before. There are quite a lot of differences. Uh, I really hope that people see that and that the game improves as we get closer to launch. And it's it's actually a, a big improvement. I would say that from Odyssey to Valhalla is going to be a bigger step than Origins to Odyssey. We I mean, we already have one new weapon category and we did not even get that in Odyssey. So that's already uh, a big change for us uh, weapon lovers. But yeah... Um, I find it interesting. I wanted to throw that out there. I'm not sure if it's going to happen. But I'm also like. Counting down all the Ubisoft games. And I'm like. What do they have left. For that time period. Unless they're really going nuts. And new IP. New IP. But they're already doing. Having to. Like. Bet. Right. Skull and Bones is a bet. Beyond Good and Evil is not a safe bet. Like. They need. Something to hold on to. They need something for the fall 2021. And. It's mm-hmm. not Watch Dogs. It's not... What is it then?
1: We will see. Uh, I don't know. Like, imagine if they kept expanding off of Odyssey. Like, I always wanted them to release, like, a Persian part of the app. Like, in a in a secret heart of mine, I wanted, like, an Alexander the Great. Yeah. Um, I, I, I
0: thought that they would do that as expanding. well in 2019.
1: And so, like... I mean, this is 100% speculation and backed with zero evidence, but, like, maybe they do that with, like, they expand into Paris or something from the map. Like, maybe they make the map bigger in Valhalla. It's just a much bigger DLC.
0: What you really see, though, like, if they, I mean, I think it would make sense, but what you really see with Ubisoft, and you could say, like, Far Cry New Dawn was a very big expansion for Far Cry 5, um they like to publish new games because the excitement for a new game is way higher. And maybe you also noticed that when covering Odyssey with the the DLCs that came out, the excitement for those DLCs is, like, below. Like, especially because for for Atlantis, you had to play the whole game or you had, like, a a weird boost account before you could play that content. So it's really, like, um, people are in or not... I don't think that people saw the Atlantis DLC and were like, okay, let's jump in 100 hours before I get to the content that I want to play. No. So having a new game in a new setting is a new starting point for everyone. Why do you think we don't have a Bayek sequel? Why do you think they cut off every character, every game? Because then they can sell you the promise of a new game. And then maybe like everyone who skipped Odyssey is like, hey, yeah. Valhalla looks awesome uh, because it's a new game and i th- i think that that's the way to go I-, I i personally like i'm now thinking from a business perspective personally i would love if valhalla had content for two years and then in like june of 2022 it would slow down and then at e3 we would see assassin's creed japan or, ex- or something like that and then we would move, move into that but I mean, they're a business, and we we just talked about that as well extensively, but in terms of, like, they need to have... They want growth, and the only way to get growth is to, yeah, release big games that people want to pay for. Um, Yeah. Well, that and growth is by,
1: like... What they've discovered in Odyssey is that they they tapped into a new group of uh, players who don't... who. Left the Assassin's Creed franchise, I would argue after Black Flag, and, or never played
0: it in the first place,
1: or never played it in the first place. And then they saw this new kind of God of war type game where they were like, "Oh, I could return to that." And and honestly, if you listen to, and I'm not saying they're right, I'm not justifying this. So don't anyone who's a, a deep seated Assassin's Creed fan, don't be offended. But if you if you pay attention to um, Twitch streamers and stuff like that they are s- watching the cinematic trailers going oh my god I thought Assassin's Creed was just a nerdy Assassin's game but now there's like these super violent axe battles and they're starting to drive their audiences towards it and I think Ubisoft is leaning into that with this RPG stuff and they're leaning into this new audience a lot more mm-hmm. than wh- their story what
0: wh- wh- What you see and I want to move uh, want to end it in a second but uh, what yeah. you see is that, w- for example, a game like The Witcher comes every five years. We now have Cyberpunk, finally, from that creator. And people are dying for RPGs like this, but they don't come very often. And something that Ubisoft is capable of is release quality games. Like, sure, it's not like uh, The Witcher, but like the. Uh, I mean, uh, we, we have. Or- I mean, it's not like. I, when I played The Last of Us this year, I was like, man, this is really pushing gaming forward. I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. When I played Odyssey, never at one point I was like, whoa, this is doing something technical that I haven't seen before. I do think that we should give Ubisoft a lot of credit for the post-launch. That is something I really don't see a lot of other people pull off in a way that they are doing. And I really applaud them for that. But in terms of like the game they launched, Red Dead Redemption came out a few uh, weeks later... That had, like, open-world things that I was like, whoa, I've never seen this before. And that is fine. Like, I really enjoyed Odyssey. You, you, you too. And that is fine. And people look for those games. And Ubisoft can release it quite often. And I think that that's really what they're seeing. Hey, there's an open-world RPG market that just doesn't get a lot of games every year. So if we can create those uh, titles, we, we can likely yeah. uh, make money. I do, there. Think, I do think
1: Odyssey got a little bit more of a bad rep than it deserves as someone who loves all the old Assassin's Creed games as well. I think it did kind of push the needle forward when I saw the cultist system, for example, that to me was like a really big step forward, at least for Assassin's Creed was like this option of like, here is this crazy tree of evil guys and they could be anywhere in the world. And sure it turned, out that like it wasn't as immersive as you thought it was but it was good it was a good idea and something that i i hope is refined and better in valhalla i'm still hoping i'm I'm holding on to this feeling that maybe that should be my prediction that the cultist system returns okay
0: okay point (laughs) put it down because i already got mine uh, down um So, yeah, at the end of every episode, we, of course, make predictions for what we think will be in the main game. So, when the game comes out, November 17th, we finally know the date. I'm still crying about it every day. Um, We know that we will just go run through the predictions and then see who has the most right and who has the most wrong. And, Jordan, let's do it this way. We put a Helix pack on it. If one person wins, the other gets to go and uh, look and, and search for helix uh, back do you agree with that uh, oh, okay yeah so, yeah we
1: could definitely we could also open up we still have time so we could open up ideas to other people on like sure whatever
0: yeah what What but should all... be the stakes that we're doing and we're now yeah. we're, we're, we're going to the next level here and then likely post launch we will continue with that so um yeah just go ahead with your prediction you were already kind of talking about it jordan <laughs> Yeah, I, I was so
1: into our conversation I forgot to put one, but it made me think I think the cultist system will return and should return. Um and by cultist system I mean like the freedom, open worldness to being able to assassinate members um of the Order of the Ancients at any given point. Okay. Whenever you want to in the
0: storyline. Okay. Blah Interesting. blah blah. Interesting. <laughs> I think it's not going to happen. I don't have any inside knowledge, but uh, I don't think it's going to happen. But we will see. I would love it, but like you said, I want them to improve it as well. Because at one point, it became a checklist. It was like, okay, this guy is over there on that island. Oh, surprise, some cultist enemies are defending him. Sure, kill them, kill the cultists, get a legendary gear piece. Move on with your day, right? So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I was like, okay... I wanted to have more, like, more cinematic moments. What I really like, though, is killing a person who turned out to be a cultist. And they're like, wait, that is awesome. I really like that. Okay, my prediction is, and that's also kind of tie-in to what we were talking about. I think every time for a new Ubisoft game, one of my most exciting moments for a a new game, the post-launch content trailer where they will talk... This is what we're going to do post the release. So my prediction is that in that post-launch content trailer, they will obviously talk about the season pass, the free content. It will not mention any content. I'm going to say May. I put down April, but I'm going to say May, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Okay,
1: I'll let you switch it right at the last second. Okay,
0: so in that post-launch <laughs> content will not mention any content beyond may 2020 implying or who knows that it's over after may 2020 could still continue but yeah that of course would that imply that there might be a new a game coming next year already i always so- lost team 2022 but after hearing their financials, I'm like, mm, I can see it happen. Odyssey was kind of the same situation. And it worked out for Odyssey. That sold more than 10 million units. Why not launch a new game next year? Um, yeah, May 2021. I, yeah.
1: <laughs> you said 2020, but May oh. 2021. So yeah, then I would have okay.
0: lost uh, <laughs> the... I, I
1: could have easily just, like, let you say 2020 and been like,
0: hey, yeah. you're wrong. Lost that one. Okay, no, so that I'm will be interesting. It. I'm curious if that will be the case. So I you're really leaning
1: think- to the whole, you're anticipating another Assassin's Creed, or you're beginning to anticipate. I'm now uh, at the point, new- I always thought
0: fall. they're not going to do it. It will be every other year, also because Quebec is out of the running at least from the looks of it. I mean, they might still have a team working on the other SS Creed game there's already as well. Sophia,
1: there's a lot of
0: studios. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. They are also helping with Valhalla, but they might just be like uh, one like it is it is at the, it's not as easy as it was as it used to be. So, I'm saying and I'm not saying with this prediction that I think a new game is coming out. I'm just saying that the post-launch content trailer will not mention any content after May 2021. If it says summer 2021, I lose. Right? That makes sense.
1: All right. Cool. Let me make a note of there. <laughs> no summer.
0: Yeah, so summer and beyond <laughs> 2021. I'm like to two camps right now. I'm just, I want to see a list. I want to, we're going in the post show right now. I want to ask the people in the chat, what other game does Ubisoft have that they can launch next year? Um, okay. Thanks everyone for listening as always it was a really long episode where we just talked about stuff and we want to get to questions for sure if you got any questions you can send them to assassinscast.com or yeah you you can also support the podcast if you want for $2 per month by hitting the join button next to the subscribe button over on my YouTube channel Joe Raptor they get the video version and you can see Jordan's cool background and you support the show as well. (laughs) Uh um if you want early access, five dollars per month, two days early access, and then you um yeah, have it earlier or you can watch on Twitch like many people are doing right now and uh, be part of that. We will be back next Thursday, uh the usual time. And uh, Jordan, uh any final words? Where can people find you as always? And uh yeah, before you we get into the post show.
1: Always find me at it's Jordan Does, pretty much anywhere you are. And uh, I've been working on a new video. It's not a gameplay video, a little bit, but I am starting to dip my toes back into the video content now that I have my audience. So be on the lookout for that. Ooh. And then if you want to join a really fun, awesome um, Discord, go to ac-builds.com/discord or builds.ac/discord and join us there.
0: Ooh. Totally do Lots that. Lots fun stuff. Yes. Okay. Cool. We will speak to you next week, Saturday, on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere where you get the podcast. And uh, for now, have a great weekend or whatever you're doing right now, and uh, goodbye. Jordan is waving for for uh, for the audio <laughs> listeners.